Good morning, family of God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, on behalf of the Board of Trustees and the students and faculty and administrative staff of Columbia Theological Seminary, I bring greetings uh, on this precious Mission Sunday here at Morningside. I am also grateful to occupy the pulpit at this moment and uh, thankful for Pastor Almond and the pastoral staff and the session of the church for giving this servant uh, this honor to proclaim the word uh, to you and with you today. Friends, we have read the gospel lesson found in John 17. And in today's gospel, particularly verses 6 to 19, Jesus is praying. He's not talking to the disciples, and he's not talking to us. He's not teaching, and he's not giving instructions. He's praying, and we're listening in, and what a prayer it is. What do you hear in his prayer? I'm not just asking about what he prays for. I'm asking about what's behind his prayer. What's going on in him? What's his prayer really about? I ask those questions because one of the things I know about prayer is that we never simply offer our words. Instead, our words are an offering of ourselves and the circumstances of our lives. There's always more going on than the words we say. They are just the tip of the iceberg, an outward and audible sign of some inner stuff. And I think that's true for Jesus in today's gospel. It's the night of the Last Supper. Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. A final meal, a final meal has been shared. He's told them that he's leaving. He's sharing with them the particulars of the events which were to take place. The end is near. Judas left the table and went out into the night. And according to John, Jesus is troubled in spirit. He knows his friends will abandon him. You will leave me alone, he tells them. Peter will deny him three times. Thomas doesn't know the way. Philip wants to see the Father, and Jesus feels the world's hate. No wonder Jesus' prayer is rambling, is circuitous, uh, confusing, repetitious, and hard to understand. I suspect that that's less about the prayer and more about what's happening in Jesus. Haven't you had times like that? Haven't there been times when your prayer was rambling and unclear, back and forth, contradictory, moving all over the place like those little crazy ants on the kitchen counter? I think that happens on those nights when it seems everything is on the line. And we can't tell if things are falling into place or falling apart. You all know what I'm saying. 
There are those circumstances that call everything into question. There are times when we wonder what, what we've really accomplished. Did, did we make a difference? Was it worth it? What's my life really about? There are times when we are overwhelmed by joy or devastated by loss and grief. There are times when, when we're trying to get clarity about ourselves and come to terms with our life. Who, who are we? What do we do now? Do we have what it takes? They are the transition points, those threshold moments and circumstances when we're, we're trying to make sense of ourselves and our life. We're working out our life and struggling to be authentic and faithful and whole. I think that's what we see and hear in Jesus' prayer today. He's not as different from us as we often think or sometimes want him to be. Today we see the human Jesus standing in solidarity with us and our humanity. Today we see the human Jesus working out his life. And who here today doesn't know what that's like? Jesus' prayer isn't so different from the way I've prayed at times, and the way I suspect you also have sometimes prayed. It sounds to me like there is, a, there is a thread of grief running through the prayer, and particularly during these times in which we have entered an endemic reality, friends, where, where certain elements of our society are uncertain. It sounds to me like Jesus is, is trying to get some clarity and work out his life, what he has done and what is coming next. It sounds to me like Jesus has come to a dividing line in his life, and more often than not, dividing lines are places of prayer and pleading. We all come into the dividing li lines in our lives. It may be a heart attack, the death of a loved one, a divorce, the lo loss of a job, a marriage, the birth of a child or a grandchild, a retirement, an unexpected opportunity. In some way, our lives are a series of dividing lines. Every one of you could look back and see the dividing lines in your life, the questions that were raised, the choices you made, the struggles you faced, and the ways in which your life changed. Dividing lines frame the human condition and our struggle to be authentic, faithful, and whole. In that regard, Jesus isn't as different from us as we often think or want him to be. Today, today we are recognizing that the human Jesus is working out his life. And who among us doesn't know what that's like? So tell me this. What are you working out and struggling with today? And what is your prayer and all that. I can't tell you what to do. I don't have the an your answers. But maybe today's gospel offers a way forward. What strikes me in today's gospel is not what Jesus does, but what he doesn't do. He doesn't isolate or close in on himself. He doesn't get angry or resentful. He doesn't resist or fight back. He doesn't run away or try to escape. 
He doesn't complain about the, or deny the reality of what is happening. He doesn't blame others. He doesn't give up, and he doesn't search for an answer to fix it all. Instead, he faces his life. He doesn't, he, he's doing this in his own inner work. He acknowledges what has happened. He names his reality. He stays in touch with, with his humanity. He speaks from the heart. He feels what he feels. He grieves. He weeps. And friends, that is the reason why I come to worship with you and I come to worship the God that understands my pain, understands my trauma, and understands what I am going through. Let the church say amen. Because this, this Jesus understands the uncertainties of life. This Jesus recognizes that it is about the inner workings of our own humanity, understanding what that is. Many times we walk in this life with masks on, wanting to portray someone that we're really not. He speaks from the heart. He feels what he feels. He grieves. He weeps. He gathers with his friends. He's concerned for others. He prays. He lives and dies with an openness to a future he cannot control. What about you and me? What if we took our cue from Jesus? What would that look like in what you are working out and struggling with today? What if we continue to serve in our authentic self and recognize that those in whom we serve, those in whom we are serving in our communities, those in which we have partnered in, in with mission, that we find Jesus in those lives. For they are walking with them. And we are called to walk with each other. Why? Because life matters. And everything that we do and all that we speak and say, we are to magnify the one who has called us to be. For it is Christ that is the Lord of the church. And as the Lord of the church, Christ has set the example for you and I to live in our authentic humanity and be open to the realities of what lays before us. Church of Christ, Morningside Presbyterian, May we continue to serve with our partners. May we continue to serve each other. May we continue to nurture our children. May we continue to lift up our voices. To lift the name that is above all names and truly worthy to be praised. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.